Hello, Michelle Laurie here. It's no secret that Australia's property market is out of control these days, but I, for one, can't seem to stop following along. I've become a bit obsessed with it, to be honest. What's up, what's down, and who on earth is paying those prices for those houses? So I want to personally recommend a podcast for you. It's called Real Property. It'll keep you across the latest information on the Australian property market in a clear and easy-to-digest way. Real Property, building a community of more informed property buyers. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. In my experience, um, when I've been anxious or in pain and struggling, the only thing that's actually soothed it has been being able to share it with some trusted people. And know when they give you the, the gift of listening that you actually matter. I think the deep question all humans have is, do I actually matter? And we can only really answer that question by the gift of friendship, of listening, of people who give up their time to do that. You know, all, all we have in life, if you think about life, all we actually have is time. It's why when someone wastes your time, they're really a thief. You'll never get that time back. It's why when someone listens to you when you're anxious, struggling, and gives up their time to deeply invest in saying, I'm here, I don't have answers, but I I can give you a hug, I can listen, that investment of their time I think is one of the greatest gifts. Reverend Tim Costello is one of the country's most well-known social justice activists. For 13 years, he was a familiar face on our television screens, imploring us to dig deep and donate to help the poorest people on the planet as the chief executive of World Vision Australia. But finding himself grounded during a crisis could be the biggest challenge the Reverend has ever faced. I'm Michelle Laurie and this is Calm Your Farm. Tips for taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus. So how does an angel cope when a pandemic has clipped his wings? Well, badly, it turns out. Well, like a lot of people, uh, I was in a state of shock for the first month being locked down. I'm an activist by nature and... uh, Being 65 years of age, the uh, advice was you just sit on your couch and don't leave your home. And that came as a real emotional shock to me. 
I thought I needed to save somebody. I'd spent my career in World Vision um, going to every disaster on the planet. I was wired to do something, to rescue somebody. Uh, and it was very um, confronting to be told no. Just sit on the couch and do nothing. <laughs> so uh, it took me quite some time just to uh, settle myself down and uh, deal with my need to be needed, uh, my need to do something. Firstly, I cope by just uh, a bit of self-talk about perspective and therefore it was the perspective of recognising that uh, we're all in it and we were connected by an invisible biological virus that made us uh, utterly interdependent, utterly vulnerable, sharing the same worldview, namely, what are the infection rates today, which country, what are the deaths today, what's going to happen here. So the first thing was perspective. The second thing for me was reframing it in my mind as a sabbatical. So I had books on my shelf that were only really there to impress people who uh, came to my home that I'd never read, like Tolstoy's War and Peace and Dostoevsky's book The Idiot. I said, this is a sabbatical where I can actually read these books. And I did. And uh, took notes where I started journaling really about things that as an activist I should have thought more deeply about and never had time to think about. So reframing it as a sabbatical, a gift, a gift to have this time and do things that uh, I never would have done was how I really uh, tried to cope. I uh, have seen things I wish I had never seen from the Boxing Day tsunami to earthquakes to war to refugees. Uh, and I realised that I live with a lot of guilt. Uh, guilt that I didn't do enough to help people, guilt that I could get on a plane and leave. And I was their only hope to tell their story, raise money. And I would recognise this guilt and, and stress in my mental health. I might be giving a talk about a unrelated matter to my work in World Vision, maybe a happy occasion. And in the middle of a talk, without warning, coming from nowhere, I would see a face of a woman in a refugee camp in Darfur uh, that I was feeling guilty I hadn't done enough for. And in the middle of a, a happy occasion, I would suddenly be in tears. And people looking at me would go, that's odd. <laughs> why, why is he crying? I realised that I had built walls around my emotions just to cope with guilt or not doing enough or being able to leave. But the walls weren't watertight. The walls broke, they hemorrhaged, there would be tears. Uh, so I did need to do some real counselling about what I really think is uh, post-traumatic stress, um, that ongoing sense that um, I, I failed, that I failed people I didn't want to fail. It's not rational because actually I did everything I could. If, in my head I knew that. But it's deep. It's very deep. And um, 
I certainly have struggled with that. I don't think I ever knew how to relax until uh, my wife and I moved uh, to Frankston just as I was finishing up at World Vision. We're right on the beach. The fact that I swim every day through winter, I run on the beach. I listen to the waves and realise they will be lapping long after I'm gone. I'm not indispensable. When I look out and see the sunset over the horizon, I realise a lot of my work, I actually longed to see a horizon. It's a symbol of hope. So for me, that move, that taught me to relax for the first time. I, I never really knew how to turn off until I came here. I would uh, you know, work a day, go home, have dinner. I'd end up working after dinner. Um, yeah, sure, I'd play some tennis. I had some things that I enjoyed going to a movie. But I never, until I got into a rhythm of swimming daily, knew how to relax and, and get that perspective. So that's, that's really what's helped me during this time. Every day I ask myself the question, what am I grateful for? I think gratitude is the most important thing in giving you perspective. When I hear people uh, complaining, and I used to have this coming back on planes from disaster areas where I would get a plane um, in Bali, for example, and there are Australians who've been holidaying and I was coming back from an earthquake in Sumatra. And I'd hear Australians on the plane moaning about Australia and moaning about the government. And I felt I wanted to shake them and say, do you know how good we've got it? If you've seen what I've just seen in terms of the suffering, you would actually be grateful. And I, I think... I've tried to apply that in my life. So it's the gratitude of, you know, walking in the street and smiling and getting a smile back. It's the gratitude of uh, a commercial transaction, maybe just buying a coffee or a paper and asking the person, how are you doing? And uh, what are your goals in life? Do you want to manage this store? <laughs> and seeing people open up and say, uh, I'm a musician. I, I only work here to pay the, the rent because musicians can't get paid. And, and I'm grateful that they've told me their dream. They've told me uh, what matters to them, what's important to them. I, I'm grateful for those things. So uh, I think joy comes from really each day looking for things that I'm grateful for. For more tips on taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus, including recipes for relaxing body products you can make at home, things to read and watch instead of scrolling through your phone, cheap, cheerful and calming gift ideas, go to calmyourfarm.com.au. We'd love to hear your ideas too. This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.